Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Trading Bitcoin uh, with your host, Tone Vase. I think it's about 11 p.m. here, uh, Sunday night. Uh, I am in Belize, Georgia. Absolutely lovely here. Uh, man, I know I've been hiking up Ukraine for a couple of years now. Man, I just got another city that's in my top five. I uh, can't believe I didn't make it out here earlier. Uh, I don't know how I'm not going to be coming here once a year, uh, but definitely a country, a city uh, that is under the radar. Uh, and that's where I am right now. Might actually extend my stay. I uh, was going to go to Ukraine uh, for a few days before Hackers Congress in Prague. Might just stay here. We will see. Uh, we will see. Uh, so welcome to another episode of Trading Bitcoin. Uh, those of you that logged on to my channel last night saw something a little bit different. We were just live streaming and having fun with Ugly Old Goat and the Working Man's Crews. They are having a ball of a time. It's not even a Bitcoin conference. It's just a hangout, drinking, riding ATVs, watching uh, car racing. Man, ah, I wish I was there, but unfortunately, I'm on the other side of the world. And speaking of the other side of the world... Uh, let's bring Joe Saz back onto the show. Hey, buddy. How are you? Excellent, man. How are you? Good, good. It's been a while since you've been on. Uh, let's give uh, maybe I've picked up like one or two new YouTube subscribers, probably at most one or two these days. Uh, give us a brief uh, intro of who you are, Joe. Yeah. So uh, hello, everyone. My name is Joe Saz. Uh, uh, been in the space. Um, bought my first Bitcoin 2015. Um Started trading hardcore 2017 into, you know, into where we are now. Um, I work for Block TV and I do uh, their technical analysis on uh, my show Traders Take, uh, where you can find uh, my work at least three days a week. And on top of that, I've been doing some YouTube content by popular demand and uh, just, you know, helping people understand my outlook on how to see Bitcoin through a different fundamental lens and to layer whatever strategies traders have on top of that with the solid foundation of understanding how Bitcoin breathes and you know operates on an exchange with buying and selling and visualizing what buyers and sellers are doing. So long story short, uh, my analysis method is a very ground up approach and with a very strong foundation and, uh, and uh, it's proven to be very you know, effective for me and uh, you know, happy to help and educate others. Dude, love your monitor setup. You know what you need to do? You need to get that Samsung. Um, I think it was a 48-inch curved monitor. Have you seen that? I haven't seen I've seen curved, but I haven't seen it, uh, that one. You're talking yeah, about like, the three screen? Or are you talking about no, a bit? No, no, no. It's like one thing. It's like a single monitor that's, mm -hmm. that will basically replace your three monitors. Yeah. Yeah, when when I make the move, if it's 4K and it has uh, probably like like one millisecond delay, then then I'll make the switch. But uh, I'm, you know, these computers are used for a lot. I'm I got a, you know, as, as a trader, and and you understand the market goes sideways. You got to fill that time with something. So you know, <laughs> I like to have low latency on my monitors. Uh, so as long as you know, I'm definitely upgrading in the future. I just I'm I'm a minimalist, as you know. I'm, I'm I go on a need basis. Yeah, no, no, I'm a, I am definitely a minimalist. This is my uh, universal converter for all 
outlets around the oh, world. Wow. Like I'm, I, I really look for like the smallest freaking things to, uh, to manage stuff. This is my speaker, like, and this is my battery that charges my laptop on the go. Like I'm a, uh, <laughs> I yeah. got, I, I, I tra traveling for months, non end without ever checking bags and being a live streamer that you gotta, you gotta go all out with equipment, which is why it, it annoys the hell out of me when these, you know, sound Nazis talk about how the sound is bad. <laughs> mm. Anyway, all right, uh, let's digress. Uh, I already see the order book behind you, man. You're a big order book guy. Oh, um, yeah. let's, um, let's go to the charts. We'll start with my charts. Uh, actually, we'll start with my website. Uh, we're gonna update this website very soon. Unconfiscatable is gonna go on sale soon. I got one workshop coming up in Bucharest, Romania. Uh, check that out, guys. Uh, a few people are starting to pick up the indicator once again. Uh, the, don't forget the free notification service. Check out. It's free for now. Uh, I mean, honestly, the developer team, it, I, we thought it was going to be a simple effort to build this notification service for the sequential. It's turning into rebuilding TradingView because... Um, we can't use it for commercial purposes. So we literally have to rebuild TradingView. And uh, <laughs> this is becoming a huge, huge endeavor. Uh, we'd actually realize how critical it is. I spent like four hours on a call with my developer of the sequential. We're gonna make some changes. We're gonna alter a couple of things uh, to make it even better. Now that we have some back testing data that people have been doing for me, uh, lots, of, lots of things are changing. So check out the indicator page if you're interested. Oh yeah, we gotta get your picture on here actually. Unfortunately, Tyler will need to be removed and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw Joe Saz on there <laughs> into the trading community graphic. Um, all right guys, um, affiliates if you wanna support and calendar if you wanna know where I'm going. All right, let's talk charts. Um, the monthly chart, man, another month is about to come to an end. I kind of want to see this be a positive candle. I, I, and I think it will be. Oh, wow. Are we really at 98.38? Oh, no, no, that's last night's price. Oh, you scared me. I know. No, we're at 99.90. Yeah, that was last night's price. It's the BLX index. It updates once a day. And, uh, and also, this is Heikinashi. So they, they do like an average kind of thing. So, um, and, um, uh, the monthly doesn't change. We having consistently lower highs. We're having consistently higher lows. But next month, this thing is going to break one way or another. It is so strange how this turned. If you look at the history, you know, Bitcoin turns pretty slowly. And Bitcoin turns pretty slowly. And it turned rapidly and this has been my struggle it just doesn't make sense i don't know why it just doesn't make sense to me i think next month is going to clear so many things up i think going into the into november there's going to be so much more clarity as to the future of bitcoin um any comment on that, Joe? Before I go on to yeah. the weekly chart, uh, two comments. Uh, one, I, I, um, after 
a lot of research. And I do believe that I understand what caused this, but, um, you know, especially having to do, and I could show you the chart, you know, about Tether and all that, but I, I think that that was the, the wrench and everything, a, a steep jump up. I do agree with we'll have more clarity on, on what happens as a result. It seems like they've kind of slowed down their 100 million prints at a time, ending toward mid-July, I'd say. So they're printing a little less. Uh, I think we're looking at more organic, traditional Bitcoin trading, which is kind of like whales versus everyone that's trying to catch pumps and dumps. Um, so, and then to, to, to comment on the October thing or November, I think, uh, I'm really looking toward the mid to end of October to be the thrilling conclusion to the end of this descending triangle, whether we break out to the upside or we break down, I, I really believe it's, it's there, there is no in between. I think it's going to be a violent move in either direction. So I, um, I'm definitely excited. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, and we'll show on the daily why I think it's going to be, you know, toward the mid to end of October. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 expecting this more. I'm expecting this to have a breakdown. But I'm a I'm a reevaluator. I don't really like to make long-term predictions with Bitcoin. It's very volatile. So you know, we'll continue to reevaluate and and uh, pick it up every day, like you do and like I do. Yeah, so uh, here's the weekly chart. Uh, the weekly chart activated a trade for the first time in over two months. And that trade was a short trade. Uh, the weekly chart activated a short trade as of uh, slightly lower prices than right now. It activated a short trade as of $9,850. And right now we are at 9000 $980, right? Uh, so uh, definitely activated it a little bit um, higher. Uh, the low in the current week was 9,600. I would have been hesitant in taking this short trade. And the reason is, is because even though the weekly time frame indicated a short, and I would say there are more things leaning short right now then leaning long. We are below the stop and reverse points, which Socrates and Tyler Jenks really like. We are below the lowest moving average, which is the seven period on a weekly that I pay attention to. We are, we activated a short trade based on sequential and we are barely holding the 38% Fibonacci. All of these things are pretty bearish. Uh, also, we fell below this very solid trend line. Uh, all of these things are pretty bearish. The bullish case for Bitcoin on a weekly scale is very minimal. There, there's almost nothing here to cling to, to be bullish on a weekly scale, other than the long-term weekly moving average and the intermediate-term weekly moving average are rising and the price is above them. But the price is so far above them that it's definitely you know needs to pull back closer to them or consolidate and wait for the moving averages to catch up like the bullish case for bitcoin on a weekly scale is incredibly weak now having said that i don't believe a short trade right now is warranted because we are still in the descending triangle on a daily basis and yes this triangle could break out to the upside the bad news for the daily case is that we are about to close 
a full candle, not a full candle, but we are about to open and close a candle below the 128 day moving average. And that has not happened um, in a long time. That hasn't happened since March of this year, but March of this year was a very different environment. The 128 day moving average, which is very critical to Bitcoin, was declining. And therefore we were in a bear market. The last time Bitcoin closed below, fully below the 228 day moving average while it was rising. Because look, look how it has supported the price of Bitcoin all throughout the bull market. Even this candle here did not open and close below it. It opened below it, but it closed above it. And the next candle opened on it and closed above it. So this almost never, ever, ever happens. The 128 day moving average while it's rising. So here, the last time this happened, we have to go back to 2016. Okay. And it wasn't rising very much uh, back then. But this is really uh, like, here's the situation where we were closing below the 128 while still in an uptrend. The last time this happened was 2016. So we are talking three years back. Actually, it was exactly three years back. It was September, October. Of, well, Steve, uh, one thing I, I want to add to that, though, is we're closing beneath it after a parabolic uptrend. And comparing that to the last parabolic uptrend, we, cl we, we closed below it, wrestled it, and then broke down violently. That was probably around January, February um, of 2018. So if you go back a little bit, you'll see that uh, how we reacted after a parabolic run-up to the 128. And I, I think there are a couple things that add to the bearish narrative here. I mean, we, we're now fighting it. Uh, we struggled. We poked our heads beneath it. We were supported by it. We broke down beneath it. And now we're, we're opening and closing beneath it. I, I think that this 128 is up for grabs now. And I think it's, since we ignored a lot of the rules, going up from April 2nd, I, I'm, I'm not expecting everything to hold as it typically would on the way down support wise. Yeah, I'm, I'm really like, look, as long as we are in the triangle, we're okay. And if we can break out of the triangle, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if this triangle starts to crack in early October, I, I, think, I think it can get ugly and very ugly and very quickly. Yeah, uh, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm right there with you. I'm looking at a minimum 75. Uh, I'm probably looking at at lower targets. Uh, like I said, I'm a reevaluation kind of guy. But if this does break down, then I'm. I'm kind of looking at the 7,000 range as maybe a chance for Bitcoin to to get some footing. Um, but well, it's it's really hard to call right now. And I, yeah. I think. Um, this descending triangle is very significant. I, I'm not taking this one lightly. Here's the good news. The good news is if this triangle breaks to the downside, it will be the ultimate buy the dip situation. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing that scares me is the sugar hyperwave. Leo posted this a while back and there is an example of a hyperwave that scraped uh, percentage points away from phase one 
came up into a, a higher, uh, a very high point just underneath the phase uh, six high, and then came all the way back to phase seven. You know, so if we're talking about that stuff, you know, there, there are anomalies and Bitcoin can very well be one. Um, I, I don't think there are too many anomalies, but uh, I know that Bitcoin can potentially be one. It's honey badger, don't care. Um, but I, I'm definitely thinking that we're anything's up for grabs right now. Yeah, uh, this is this is uh, what Leah posted right there. Um, yeah. So what we, we, what we are talking about is this situation, and I was me I've been meaning to talk about it one of these days, and this is a concern that. Um, I mean, forget the time scale. I mean, Bitcoin, we're, we're not in the 70s. We're in a digital age. So compared to the 70s, you want to multiply everything by five as far as time is concerned. So um, sugar had a high in 1974 and then a secondary high in 1980. So that's five years apart, okay? So... Uh, I've been using like 3x for uh, Bitcoin versus gold. So even if we use 3x, that's a couple of years apart, which is about what Bitcoin is. And uh, like, like this is the concern. This is a parabolic rise that did not go to new all-time highs. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's going to all-time lows. Yeah, and uh, we got a pack, you know, prepare for that eventuality. It's very possible. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very flexible, you know, be the water. If, uh, if Bitcoin, if the charts are revealing and buyers are selling, or buyers and sellers are revealing that, uh, that they're more interested in selling and, and buyers are getting exhausted and this thing's going to look like it's going to tumble. Yeah, I'm short. If it, the, if the exact opposite happens and buyers rally, then we go long. And, um, you know, on to, onto the indicators though, and, and the fundamentals here, uh, it's really looking grim. I, I think this is a weird fight at 10K. We're now fighting for 10K uh, below it, which is a little bit uncommon uh, considering the past number of weeks. Um, but I, I, and I'm gonna show you, I, I kind of have that special chart that I wanted to bring up to show you why I think sellers are dominating the market and doing so in a very coordinated effort. I think that you'll see uh, I can present a very solid argument as to why, even though we're in these ranges, sellers still own the market and things are going to get worse. Yeah, and the, and the okay, look, I, I do want to point out that Bitcoin is not sugar. Sugar can be created indefinitely. Um, so am I expecting Bitcoin to go to new lows? Of course not, not at this point. I'm just expecting... Uh, us to pull back significantly. Uh, what is my most likely outcome for the low, for a buy the dip low in Bitcoin? Probably 7,000 area. Can it go lower? Yes. How low can it go? If it goes lower than seven, 5,000 is a reasonable low. Can it go lower than 3,000? The answer is absolutely it can't. And um, I think it's crazy to assume that it can't. Now, I know Willie said there's a 0% chance we're going to go to 5,000. I'm not giving it a 0% chance. I'll give it a 5 to 10% chance. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Um, yeah, I think my, it'll be my, a good... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think 45 was mine. And I think 45 because that's the day of the April 2nd pump. 
80 million dollars injected into the uh, crypto space by a single accumulator. I think that's kind of where everything took off uh, and went out of whack. And so to me, it's like a 4,500 area and a bounce from there would probably be one of the, then I would definitely, uh, assuming things work out as, as I see them playing out, I would go super bullish from 4,500. Um, I, I wouldn't expect us to go much further, but again, it depends on the velocity at which we hit those targets and, and uh, you know, the, the, feeling in the air. I mean, you know, the, the trending emotion in the space. Um, there's a, a lot that's going to go into this decision, uh, whether we go higher or lower from these uh, areas that can potentially be dangerous after a breakdown from this descending triangle. Uh, but we have a very diehard bullish um, mo movement here in Bitcoin. So, I mean, they're fighting. The bulls are fighting every single day to keep the price. So, um, you know, it could very well be that 9K is solid support. We never break it. I mean, we're going to have to keep reevaluating. But I do think descending triangle breakdown means probably a minimum of 7,000 price range. Yeah. And, um, well, 4,500, uh, if we hit 4,500, I mean, I, I, I become a lot poorer, but at least I get a free stake, uh, a $300 stake from our RAN of Crypto Trader. And because we still have an outstanding bet that Bitcoin will pull back to 4,500. So uh, right now, Bitcoin isn't exactly sugar, but what we're trying to point out is this, is that an asset could be speculatively bid up after a crash, not go to new all-time high and have a subsequent crash. And talk about inflation, like, Sugar still is, that is 65, that is 11. Sugar is about 70% lower today than it was in 1974, as far as price is concerned. And the technology has not changed that much. They could make sugar back then too. All right, anyway. Um, oh wait, I got a plug in my laptop here. Hold on one second. For sure. Um, so the lesson here is anything is possible in BTC. We evaluate as, as we go along. And right now the evaluation is descending triangle. It's pretty clear and obvious to me. I don't agree with the pennant um, stuff or I don't agree with the descending wedge stuff. I, I just don't see it. I think people are using a little too much imagination uh, to draw certain things. Um, but I definitely see a clear descending triangle here. And the probabilistic outcome is a move to the downside, but we also have a couple external variables in play. And, and if you zoom in, you'll notice that we're on a red seven right now. Um, this is really interesting to me because two days from now is going to be a buy signal if we continue at this trajectory or even go sideways. And Tuesday's backed launch. So I thought it was tomorrow. Is it Tuesday? It, it, uh, I, I'm under the impression it's either very late Monday or, or early Tuesday. Um, uh, I could pull it up right now real quick. Um, uh, but it's going, we have a, a buy signal coming up. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm not 100%. Let's see. So actually they're saying tomorrow. They're saying tomorrow uh, is the back launch. So... I heard somewhere that it was uh, late in the day. 
Um, so I, I don't know if that would be considered Tuesday by some standards. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern is uh, when they plan to go live. September, um, let's see, 8 p.m. that day. Yep, so it's, it's at the end of uh, tomorrow. So we have uh, you know, a buy signal on Tuesday. We have uh, an external driver that can really affect the market. It might do nothing. I mean, mining FUD doesn't seem to affect traders anymore. Uh, you know, ETF speculation doesn't affect traders anymore. I think there's a number of things that maybe otherwise would have, but I think traders are pretty hardened by now, the people that are at least left in the space. So I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm really concerned about how this is going to play out. I'm, I'm pretty uncertain right now. So I'm waiting for that nine buy signal. I'm waiting to see how things play. And basically, like I said, on block TV, I'm probably not going to be sleeping for like the next two or three days. I, I won't be able to turn my head from this it, it, at any point in time. Anything can happen. We're talking shakeouts. We're talking breakdowns. We're talking liquidity checks. It's going to be a rough few days, in my opinion, but uh, it could also be nothing. And then that tells us that there's a lot less activity in traders trading the space than, you know, than people want to believe. And if that's the case and it's only traders trading the space, then that means there's no new money coming in. And that probably means the likelihood of this breakdown is much greater as a result of that. If the money is not coming from fresh pockets and, uh, you know, people that are that, you know, like the 2017 run up where everyone, every Uber driver, every member of my family, everyone was asking about Bitcoin, but we don't have that right now. So if the money is isolated and it, it remains this way, then I, I think that it's going to get exhausted. And I think the sellers are going to begin to compete to sell for the best price. And that is going to be a violent breakdown. Yeah, no, I'm uh, completely with you. Um, I just uh, glanced at the other time frames. 12 hours is not interesting. The VIPX funding rate is still positive. That favors the bears. And uh, the four-hour chart, uh, if you look at the four-hour chart, and uh, somebody hit me up earlier uh, today, one of my friends, and uh, mentioned that, hey, the four-hour chart has been really good with the nines. Uh, here is a nine top on a four-hour. That's a 13 top in a four-hour. Here's a nine buying opportunity. Here's a nine selling opportunity. Here's a nine buying opportunity. Uh, didn't lead to much. Just the setup trend lines are just ridiculous. Uh, here's another, this wasn't exactly a nine, but it was an eight candle followed by strength. Uh, but this nine was different. See, this nine was a, a weak candle that was preceded by the strength. And uh, I didn't like this. And we're below all the moving averages. Um, if we can break this line on a four hour, we're good. But it's not looking likely. Just like I expected this area to get rejected, I'm expecting this to break. And uh, here's the same descending triangle using the four hour chart. And man, that, this is looking really good right now. The bottom end of this channel. And guess what, guys? That bottom end is at 6,000. I'm not saying it's gonna go there. I have a feeling that the middle line is gonna hold us up. Uh, it's very likely that 8,000 is, is gonna do it. But uh, 8,000 is a good buying opportunity, uh, not with your whole stash. I like buying on strength. I don't like trying to catch a falling knife unless it's with sequential. 
So if Sequential is telling me to buy at eight, I'll buy at eight. If Sequential is telling me to buy at five, I'll buy at five. If Sequential would have told me to buy at three, I would have bought at three, but it didn't tell me that. So I didn't buy at three. Actually, I, I did buy at four, but I sold at five. Um, I'm going to wait for my dip. I'm going to wait for my buy the dip. Guys, I have zero problem buying Bitcoin at $8,000 knowing that it's imminently going to 100,000 as opposed to buying it at 3,000. What difference is that going to make? I don't know. I don't get it. I'd, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a different breed of trader and it, and it served me well. All right. 15 minute chart, Joe. You want to talk about it? You want to pull up your chart? Well, yeah, let me pull up mine because I'm going to start with uh, with our, our special guest, uh, the five second chart. All right. um, before uh, you pull up your chart, I just want to mention the financial summit in Bali. Uh, prior to this call, um, I was chatting with Joe and trying to, you know, convince him uh, to convince his significant other uh, to let him go to Bali. Uh, we will see. We will try to get Joe there. We're doing our best. Uh, Man, I, we, we got another person uh, agreeing to come today. Still waiting for a description of one more hedge fund that is coming on board and uh, trying to get a couple of miners there uh, because they really want to learn from some traders how to hedge their positions. It's turning out to be a great event. Uh, I mean, the 30 maximum attendees includes, uh, you know, my personal guests uh, and other traders like Ugly and Van Zandt. I want to keep this very manageable. And uh, I think we're going to come close. Don't be surprised if there's a big sold out uh, banner here in about a week or two, uh, because there actually is interest. I was a little nervous about this, but it's looking great. Uh, so check out the website at thefinancialsummit.com. All right, my, Joe, my picture will forward. be up there soon, Tone. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'll definitely get your picture up, man. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'm and and just for you know, I'll I'm I'm 99.9 percent going. So you know, we'll just say that live. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to it, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll be there. So let's talk about this for a second, though, because I've been dropping this down to a very small time scale to show people what why I believe sellers still own the market. If you notice in these dips and the 15 minute chart, these will be viewable as reversal candles, right? This is like, if you're looking at a 15 minute chart, this would be a gigantic hammer, right? Now you see all the volume is on the sell side and sellers have been pulling liquidity, allowing buyers to sweep up the price without any, uh, without any obstacles in their way, without any liquidity on the sell side. Now you, we can run this back and we'll see every time it's big volume on the sell side and no volume on the on the upside. And this is every single one of these scenarios, big volume on the downside, no liquidity on, on the, in the book. So buyers sweep it right back up. Now this feels to me much more coordinated of selling type activity than organic uh, type activity. This, this is like a key to me that accumulators, big Bitcoin hodlers are dumping their bags, big coordinated sells, followed by no liquidity. They, they let the liquid, they, they just don't chase the book on the downside, let liquidity um, stay at very low at, at dust fractions of Bitcoin, or maybe even a couple whole number of Bitcoins, but no liquidity uh, on the way back up. So sellers, in my opinion, are completely controlling the space right now. 
um, there's there's plenty of examples of sellers making all the volume and having no, very little to no liquidity on the upside. Now, there are exceptions to that rule. And that's why I think bulls are suckers right now, because if there's an obvious trend here that um, sellers are going to be pretty much taking advantage of the fact that buyers are willing to buy in this territory and they're continuously doing so. Um, obviously, this is a five second chart, so we can't just go back through every single you know, thing, this is really tough, but um, there are a number of examples if you want to backtest this idea to show that you can see the volume is on the sell side and there's really no liquidity on the way back up. And that that's really dangerous in my eyes. Onto the 15 minute, um, let's see here, let's zoom just in. Double, just double click it, double click, double click the, oh. the price. Cool, cool. Um, so here was a, a great shakeout. So here, and then here's, here's basically the, the same theory in action um, on, on a 15 minute scale. All the volume is in the dump. There's no liquidity on the way back up. There's no volume on the way back up. There's a tiny bit of volume in this move. There's a tiny, there's about a third or so, a fourth the volume in this move of this single candle, but the entire price action from top to bottom of this run up versus high to low on this run up they're about the same, but you see the volume is not there to justify this upside move, which tells me that sellers are letting buyers sweep the price back up so that they can keep selling at a good price. And buyers are going to keep playing into this trap. Um, here are the reversals that we were probably looking at. Here's a you know a reversal hammer on the 15 minute chart. Um, you know, so big, big sell side, and, and it looks like a lot of volume and you'll say, oh, well, a lot of that volume can have to do with this wick but the volume is in the sell and there's no liquidity for buyers to chase the price back up. So this tells me that I, I'm very firmly of the opinion that sellers are dominating this market. They're playing games with buyers. And as long as buyers are willing to buy at any price, right at this, you know, in this range right now, it's 10 K sellers are going to keep playing this move over and over and over again until bulls are completely wiped out. And then we have the breakdown. Um, the breakdown on, on the uh, on the descending triangle on the daily. Mine's drawn out a bit longer than yours than we went over uh, on our last video, uh, a conservative triangle versus um, a less conservative triangle. Mine's drawn body to body, which is more conservative. And that's why I, I think uh, mid to late October is kind of the space where I'm expecting us to have our violent breakdown. But again, on Bitcoin, we have a couple issues, uh, you know, not issues, but we have a couple things going on. We have Bitcoin dominance uh, still fighting in the 70s. Um, we have uh, and, and making its way back up, definite altcoin uh, decrease. So alt season is off the table in my eyes. Um, did a little bit of math. It would be it was about 3.6 billion or so uh, in the um, when Bitcoin lost about 2% of its dominance. And that could easily account for these um, small moves or even sharp moves to the upside. So uh, three, three billion, 3.6 billion for some of these other cryptocurrencies that have a total market cap of, you know, 12 billion in the case of XRP, which I think is also a, a, a scammy way to explain their market cap because the founder awards are, are considered circulating supply and they each receive 20 billion. So I think XRP market cap should realistically be cut in half considering their total circulating supplies, 43 billion. Um, but you know, the point is with a number of these altcoins like Litecoin and, and, and a few others where the, the total market cap is in the low billions. Well, yeah, a, a 3.6 billion decrease in, in Bitcoin uh, 
is going to reflect in a, in a little bit of an upside move in these alts. And there might even be some buying involved, but I still think that we're looking at Bitcoin dominance continuing the rise, alt season off the table. And once, once all the alt money is done moving into Bitcoin, again, since I believe sellers are in control of the market, sellers are going to grab this market by the horns and just thrust them to the ground. Um, and I think probably 7,000s, like we've been saying, is probably a realistic uh, conservative price target, in my opinion. And I do believe that we could go lower. Yeah, no, that was uh, very well said, Joe. And uh, I'm going to go back to my screen share. Speaking of uh, Bitcoin dominance, uh, here is that chart. We are pulling back a little bit. We will find out real soon if uh, that actually amounts to anything or not. Uh, here's Ethereum. Now, Ethereum actually on a, on the, I didn't even realize how well Ethereum has behaved with sequential. Uh, here is a nine sell that turned into a price flip. Here is an aggressive 13 with a nine buy, uh, one to four candle correction, enter the countdown phase. And uh, this countdown phase, well, another countdown phase from this nine had ended right here. You had another nine there leading to a nice run up that ended right here on a nine. So Ethereum uh, versus US dollars has been behaving very well for sequential traders on the daily timeframe, which is my favorite timeframe. Uh, Litecoin, well, there goes your old season, right? Here's Litecoin versus Bitcoin. And uh, that's already an ugly looking candle. We are back at the Mendoza line. And if this candle turns out to be negative by end of week, Man, that's going to be ugly for Litecoin. B-Trash, hey, same thing. Man, it's got a really shitty floor right here, and uh, which I want to draw. If you just take the average right here, I'm going to make this line thicker. Oh, can't. As thick as it gets. So there it is. Um, I have to move it a smidge down. I want to make sure I cover. There it is. Okay. That is a very critical line. And below that line, man, I can't wait for this scam uh, to be less than 2% of Bitcoin and still watch Roger go on stage and talk about how great it is and how fast the transactions are. <laughs> like your transactions are going to be lightning fast when the value of one Bcash is eight cents because no one gives a shit. Yeah. Um, if, if they're even okay. mining at that point. Yeah. Uh, let me scale this back to 2019. And um, yeah, I expect Binance to be below the zero line by the time the year ends. So let's see. Right now, the only coin in the top 10 that has outperformed Bitcoin is the Binance token. And I think it's going to lose 27% against Bitcoin by year end. We'll find out. Uh, it's the weekend. Gold hasn't really changed. No, no need to talk about. Silver had a nice little rally, but still not that much. Still not trading yet. Oil, same thing. S&P had a pullback at the end of the day on Friday. And um, hey, you guys are going to have a treat. So... Two things. Oh, actually, 
I was testing something. Um, so I may go to dark backgrounds. Um, so I am testing out. Um, wait, why isn't this displaying? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the rest of us in, in night mode. It's, it's quite nice. I may finally be joining a night mode. Um, hold on. Uh, we're, 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 we're migrating TD sequential to version four of pine code there it is and um, we altered colors to make sure it's good on black backgrounds and um, i'm trying to get used to black backgrounds so maybe i'll be switching to black backgrounds uh, we got lots of new features coming in um, as you can see here's the code here's part of the code uh, this code is a thousand lines long and it's incredibly efficient you can see version four right there and, uh, uh, oops, sorry, right there. And uh, yeah, so there's gonna be lots of upgrades to the sequential. We've been um, combing the Tom DeMarc book to make sure that we understand exactly um, how some of the intricacies of the advanced features work. Uh, so there will be some alterations and some new features coming in. I gotta make sure that our sequential code is better and greater than anyone else in, in TradingView and also even better than what Tom DeMarc has because they don't have double nines. They don't have that concept, but we do. And I think it's very, very valuable. Um, this happens to be Nifty. And we've had some requests to look at Nifty probably because of whatever the hell this is. I don't know what that is, but that is impressive. That is a candle that is six and a half percent in size. Like, uh, imagine an entire stock market moving 6% in one day. That is incredible. Uh, that's probably the biggest candle you guys have had in forever. I, I can't analyze that. I, it's an anomaly. I don't know the Indian market. So I can't analyze this. We can look at it from a bigger time scale and on a bigger time scale, wow, look at the setup trend line holding. Incredible. Uh, there's your setup trend line holding. That is a green two on a weekly scale going above a green one. And that makes me bullish. The buying opportunity should have taken place on Friday when this thing crossed $11,080. That was the buying opportunity on a weekly scale. This thing looks good. You want to watch the setup trend line. There was a nine. There was a buying opportunity here on nine. We held setup trend. Um, I have to be bullish the nifty here. I got to be bullish nifty. Uh, there was one more request for a stock. Uh, what was that stock? That was ILMN. 
that is i have no idea what this company is or what it does oh my god beautiful now this stock is obviously not part of our notifications but like you can't have a better looking nine candle well the nine candle itself kind of sucks but the following candle holding setup trend on a weekly scale and rising above that nine, creating a gorgeous buying opportunity. This nine was on the week of September 3rd. I want to see if there was a daily nine The we, oh, wow, look at that. Combo and sequential 13s on a daily scale. Not the week of September 3rd, but at the lows. So definitely buying opportunities. You want to be careful right here. We are on a nine daily um, after a huge run up. This thing fell yeah. not on earnings. And um, I, would be, I would not be rushing into the stock right now. I still think it's bullish, but I also think uh, just wait, be patient. At this point, you want to wait for a green two to be above a green one. So you want to wait two more days here. Uh, but the weekly looks very, very good. So the weekly is bullish and your daily is short-term toppy. Uh, man, great buying opportunities. The nine weekly, the combo and sequential daily. Ah, it's awesome. Thoughts, Joe? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is looking great. Uh, my thoughts are that is a crazy drop. That is intense. I'd be very curious to know what instigated that uh, from from close to open that humongous gap there. Uh, but yeah, you well, know, I, I, what's that? I don't know what this company is. My guess is maybe it's a pharmaceutical. Illumina. Let me see. What sector is it in? Uh, San Diego, uh, subsidiaries, you know advanced Let's liquid logic. Hmm, it seems pharmaceutical, sequencing genetic stuff. Yep, I, just as I guessed, pharmaceutical. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Genetic testing. Yeah, it's a pharmaceutical. So uh, this is the kind of trading like I never, I never optimize my option strategies for pharmaceuticals. But in my options class that I thought I talked about pharmaceuticals, if you know an FDA decision is coming, there, there are strategies you can implement to profit from this drop, not knowing it's going to be a drop. This could have been in the opposite direction. So learning options allows you to profit from these insane moves if you know they're coming and you know they're coming because it's not a secret that fda is going to say something about your company yeah i just think when it comes to stocks it's like uh, to me i feel like the reason why um i can successfully trade bitcoin is because i'm very connected to that asset i i find it you know, especially when you're talking about other industries and stuff, I feel like it takes a lot of work to pay attention and see what's going on to make the most educated, uh, you know, buying and selling decisions. It really takes time um, ruling out technicals 
you know, I, I think that it's uh, obviously the nines are good and you can't ignore that fact, but I, I really like to, to know what's going on. All right. Hey guys, Starbucks looks very weak here, but so if you get a price flip next candle and then you get a red two going below the red one, going below this nine, this is a classic one to four candle correction off this nine buy going into a countdown phase. Starbucks has been on a major roll. I mean, even if it pulls back to $84, that's still a reasonable pullback. So I would be very careful with Starbucks here. It's definitely due for a bigger correction. And on a weekly scale, it's only getting started. Uh, so beautiful nine, combo 13.9 on a weekly. And you had a... Sequential 13 right here on the daily. So Starbucks was definitely toppy. And um, I still think it has more downside to go. We'll, we're going to be keeping, I mean, Roku was another one. I was warning about Roku. Uh, the daily nine came a little early, but the weekly nine called the top beautifully. And uh, this is a disaster. I don't really know what to say right now. Like you already missed your drop. I mean, this thing just fell out 90 freaking dollars in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, if you think volatility is a crypto thing, it's not. Here is a stock, a popular stock that just went from $190 down to 110 So that, 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 that's almost a 50% correction in two weeks. Okay. Even Bitcoin doesn't normally do that. So... Uh, there's definitely stocks you can play. And we, we told everyone in the notification section that there was a nine on Roku, a stock that I felt was overvalued. I mean, that, 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 these are the kinds of nines you want to you wanna time. So the, the, there's no comment. I wouldn't short this now. You're too late. Um, ooh, no idea what this is, but... Beautiful nine right there. Again, holding setup trend. Amazing how often that happens. Um, oh, there's a nine right there. Uh, I wouldn't be in this trade though. It's not doing much. Any other stocks you want to look at, Joe? Um, uh, I like Exact Sciences, E-X-A-S. Is that on my list? Uh, I know we've talked about it before. They have a pretty solid product and they just had a pretty steep drop. And I think it's in a good buying territory right now. Um, I personally bought this. I'm pretty convinced it's a good buy. What do you think? Um, right now, I would be cautious, but I do see that nine. My problem is that Friday's candle dipped below the nine. This nine is not a reversal candle. It's also not a nine I like because of this, whatever the hell happened on this candle. I like my nines to be a clear indication of a low, or mm -hmm. I like my eight or nine to be a clear indication of a low. This is a reversal candle. So this is a little bit of a saving grace. Um, if I am not in this asset, the only way I would buy into it 
is if we are trading above this line tomorrow. Trading above this line tomorrow gets me bullish this asset, but I am still cautious of only a one to four candle correction followed by more downside. Um, right now, I would not be long in this, but if we cross that green line on Monday or Tuesday, I might go long. Unfortunately, my stop loss would have to be you know, below the shadow. And that's a very, that's too much risk for my taste. Um, I would find other swing opportunities personally, but I also am not familiar with the fundamentals of the stock. Uh, yeah. And on, on TA basis only, I would be cautious. And right now I would rather not be in and just watching. I, I wish you had a couple moving averages up too, because I feel like this thing has had some good response. It's been a little bit volatile, RSI flips top to bottom. But I, I really, I think uh, as far as, uh, you know, I might even have a chart with uh, moving averages up. You want me to show it real quick? I mean, I just added my moving averages, but these okay, are, cool. para these oh, are you know was... parameters though. I want to change these to the daily parameters. My daily parameters are 20, 50, and 200. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, um, you know, you, again, too much risk. If this, if this tip was at the 200-day moving average... I would be more bullish, but that's a lot of risk because that's a lot of room towards the 200 day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, these are not looking good. Yeah, the, the fundamentals, just to back it up quickly, are a, a, a product. It's a non-invasive cancer screening treatment. FDA approved uh, their colon cancer screening treatment as uh, a standard of care. So it's accepted by health insurance. And I believe they have other non-invasive cancer screening tests in the works. So I, I kind of feel like this is a little bit of a shakeout, but I, you know, again, you know, looking at the technicals, yeah, this isn't pretty. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I'm not all in, but I am buying uh, bits and pieces of this. And um, I, I don't feel uncomfortable with that. I don't think it's too overheated. I do think it has room to go, but yeah, you know, it, it's, um, it's one that I, I'm glad we took a look at together. I, I still feel like, um, yeah, this is a big crash. I, I need to know a little bit more about what happened, but I'm hoping that nine buy plus the reversal is a, a good indication of a move back into the 120 and higher territory. Um, a friend just texted me asking me to look at palladium. I don't mind. Was it palladium or was it platinum? It was palladium. Um, we usually look at platinum on this channel. We don't normally look at palladium. Pal palladium uh, is uh, air filtration metal, right? Yeah. So I've been, I'm not surprised that palladium is going up. I've mentioned palladium on my channels, like as far back as like four or five years ago when I started this channel, maybe, maybe four years ago when I started 
uh, talking about like commodities and stuff, China has a major pollution problem. Mm-hmm. And China is going to clean up their pollution. And Palladium is a big player in this. I've mentioned this even back on the World Crypto Network before I had my own YouTube channel. So I'm personally not invested in Palladium. I don't pay attention to it. But as far back as like 2013 and 2012, when I was actively trading, I remember reading articles that were very, very solid about the rise in the value of Palladium, mostly because of China's use to clean up pollution. And those Mm -hmm. articles were from 2013, like 2012, 2013. So if I back this out, I mean, Palladium was like just $600 back then. And now it's at 1,600. So those are pretty good, uh, that was pretty good research. You can see how Palladium has just broken a double top. Hmm. And I think Palladium can go significantly higher. Uh, I, I really Would like you consider that a cup and handle or is that cu- uh, handle too low for you? Um, I think the handle is a little too big for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, if this had broken out to the upside, I would have considered it a cup and mm-hmm. handle. Uh, this is a little too big of a handle. Uh, so not really, but it doesn't matter because the point still stands. You have a double top and you just broke it and then you back tested it. So uh, it was looking very good on a daily scale. You, you just had a green two going above a green one. So you can just get started here. This nine never completed and this nine never completed. So according to the official Tom DeMarc rules of sequential, we never had a top and we can definitely get to another nine, uh, weekly scale. Well, yes, we're on a sequential 13, but we're also just, you know, on a four of nine and we haven't had a nine in a while. This was our last nine. And um, this was a double nine. And this nine just completed its 13 on the comp on the sequential. Here is it's aggressive. And this 13 is coming from this nine so this nine still has another, uh, um, oh, I'm on the combo, perfect. So the combo has one more to go. So this 11 represents the combo. So the combo still has uh, one more. So you still have a combo 13 and another nine coming up. I think palladium can definitely go higher here. So uh, I'm not saying you should buy at an all time high Though in this case, I wouldn't necessarily mind. Uh, but if you're holding Palladium, there's no reason to sell now. I think it's going to go higher. Hey, did we, uh, we haven't looked at gold yet, right? There's really not that much to look at. Um, there, there was a, a little bit of a reversal, I thought. Uh, I guess it, it doesn't look as significant. Yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought I saw a bigger green candle at some point. Maybe it was during the week and I, I just just stuck in my memory. But uh, I yeah. thought this was a much bigger candle. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to switch over to the dark charts. I think it's oh, about yeah. time. Do uh, it. <laughs> uh, well, 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 once we release the latest version of Sequential sometime in October, and um, I'll switch it over to the dark charts. You know, yeah. the, the new Sequential is much better color-coded for dark charts. It's color-coded for both charts, but it's 
a lot nicer in the dark room. Uh, to, to traders like me who spend most of their time without the lights for, for camera on, it, it's, you know, you're in a dark space. You know, I, I traded in my room, my office is in my basement, so it's kind of a dark space. So I'm just used to having my night vision. You know, everything's kind of dark. It's just easiest for me. I, I, I don't know if everyone likes their room dark. Maybe some people like the the, the sunlight and stuff, but I, I'm kind of more of a, a, a man cave troll with uh, obviously my beautiful setup that we were discussing earlier. So um, uh, I'm, I'm all about night mode for, for some serious, you know, beneficial reasons. Very nice on the eyes. So gl glad to see you making the switch. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Uh, that, that was our sugar thing. Um, I think that's it. I think it's time for me to go to bed. It's like past midnight here. And uh, I'm, I'm driving up to the north side of uh of georgia i'm gonna go to the border to russia uh and uh, uh it's supposed to be a really beautiful country up there so tomorrow is going to be a long drive uh, i may or may not bring my equipment we'll see and uh yeah thank you for watching guys once again the bali conference uh would love to see joe saz's picture down here we will work our best to try and get that up there uh make sure he's going and uh Hey, check out the affiliate codes on tonebase.com if you want to support LVL and eToro, support U.S. traders. Uh, I believe Deribit does not. Please check your local jurisdictions. And uh, if you're going to sign up for TradingView or VPN services, please use the affiliate codes. Uh, they do sometimes give you discounts. Uh, and other times you just support uh, the Tonebase free YouTube channel. You can check out the rest of them, including my Amazon shopping list that I really need to update. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. You can uh, follow my travels uh, on the Tone Base calendar. And uh, once again, uh, thank you, Joe Saz. I didn't pull up any of your stuff, but you can find them at Joe underscore Saz. And why don't you, you know, give the rest? Oh, Tone, that, that's a, that's there's an imposter out there. Uh, so everyone, please be aware. My only, you know, public names are Joe underscore Saz. I only have Telegram and Twitter. Don't it like please ignore anything from anyone else. I don't want anyone to get caught up in some garbage. But um, yep, there's someone out there trying to profit off my name. And uh, yep, um, Joe Joe underscore Saz on Twitter. Joe underscore Saz. Um, on uh on telegram i have a telegram group and all that so you know uh joe underscore saz underscore ta um and just hit me up if you have questions guys uh my email joe at blocktv.com feel free to hit me up with any questions and as always tone thank you so much for having me i love working with you it's always a great time man yeah and you know welcome to my life socrates just complained recently about an imposter pretending to be him Guys, this is like, you have no idea how much of my productivity time is spent dealing with people pretending to be me. I, I literally almost rage quit uh, two weeks ago when I had a hundred DMs from people to tell me that there is a fake tone vase on Instagram and that I have to do something about it. There is nothing I can do about it. Instagram does not do shit to remove scammers and imposters. They don't do jack shit. It doesn't matter how many people report a scammer on Instagram. They don't do anything. And then people text me 
because they paid an imposter and then they want me to do something about that. Mm -hmm. Guys, the only place to pay for tone-based shit is on tonevase.com or on confiscatable.com or thefinancialsummit.com. Use the website. Never, ever, ever pay tone vase through, through one of these channels. Like, make sure it's me. If you're going to pay me, say, can I get on a video call before I pay you? That's yeah. perfectly normal. 100% reach out through proper channels, people. It's, it's, and Tone deals with it 10 times more than anyone else. Uh, it's my first experience. So all I'm saying is there are prop, Joe at blocktv.com, you know, whatever you, you can do, uh, just if you want to reach out to me, start there and then we can uh, confirm everything. But I just can't believe that this is the world we're in right now. Yeah, Scammers no, will really be scammed. It's really bad. Like if you're going to pay through the website, that is safe. But if you're going to, pay because someone because i texted you no no i don't have time to reply to text messages no all right guys i will talk to you all in the next one thanks again for joining me joe and uh, uh hopefully i'll do another stream tomorrow bye guys <laughs>